0: this episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm small business insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: From Gimlet, this is The Pitch. I'm Josh Muccio. So about three years ago, when The Pitch was just a little scrappy podcast, we had a little scrappy startup on the show called Hixo. It was a wearable technology for working out. Well, The Pitch is a bigger scrappy podcast now, and Hixo isn't even called Hixo anymore. And that's about the least of the changes that the company has gone through. So we figured it was time for an update. We're gonna play you the original pitch with founders Khalil Zahar and Tommy Duquette, and then we'll find out where the company is now. All right, here's the original pitch for Hixo.
2: We produce wearable technology, and we allow people to play combat sports without having to hit each other in the face.
3: Fill your moron. I have to tell you, and I never say that, but-
2: Did you you just call me a
4: moron?
3: Yeah, I did.
4: Today,
1: two founders pitched their wearable fitness technology, basically a Fitbit for boxing. Will investors decide that their device is a heavyweight? Phil Nadell is the founder of Forefront Venture Partners, In pitches, you'll hear him put the focus on the hard numbers.
4: I don't like the model. I'm not seeing the path to recurring revenue.
1: Jillian Manis is here representing Structure Capital. She tends to only go in on companies when she really understands and appreciates what they're doing.
3: I see the merit, I just wanna make sure that I always add smart money, just not money.
1: Jake Chapman's here with Gelt VC. He looks for founders who have thought through all the small,
5: boring details. There are a ton, a ton of operational issues that you haven't had to address yet. I think you can address these issues, but we haven't seen that yet.
1: Howie Diamond founded the VC firm Ranch Ventures. He looks for
6: scrappy founders who come hell or high water, get the job done. It's just one of my things as an investor, I I wanna know that you can build something that's actually functional. Here we go. All right.
2: yeah, might be really just All right. Let's jump into it. I think <laughs> it's a good time. Um, well, thanks a lot for having us, guys. Um, so my, my name is Khalil. I'm the founder of our company that is called Hixo. We produce wearable technology, and we allow people to play combat sports without having to hit each other in the face.
1: Basically, Hixo is a chip you can wear on your wrist, sort of like a Fitbit. But instead of measuring steps or how many flights of stairs you climbed, it counts punches. How many punches you've thrown, what kind of punches, and how fast they were. So if you were taking, for instance, a kickboxing class, you could see how you were measuring up.
2: Uh, but we realized that a lot of coaches out there are trying to always gamify those classes uh, and trying to keep cut, score, basically, and they have no way to do it. Uh, and Right now, the best thing available is a company called MyZone, which is actually a heart rate monitor that displays the heart rate directly on TV. Here's Tommy, the other founder. The heart rate is a very, it's a tough way to measure um,
7: output, first of all, right, because it's subject to so so many external factors, whether it be stress
1: or caffeine. Tommy's the muscle in this co-founding team. No, literally, his hands are wrapped like he's ready to step into the ring. And on his wrists, hidden under the wrap,
2: sits the technology that brings everyone here today. And the competition aspect is really what excites us because you can now create a circuit. Right. And connect all of those locations together within gyms, for example. I guess I'm having trouble. Can you guys just like very
6: concisely tell me where you guys where where this company started (sighs) where it is today where you see it in the future and what's actually built up to now right that'd be
2: helpful um it started three years ago and the idea was just for myself and then we had a lot of traction with the professional athletes Mm -hmm. because we were working with the national team of canada they needed very high accuracy Uh, and basically what was took the most of our time to develop this is that you have to filter all the different types of data. If you do jumping jacks, you don't want to count punches. If you you clap your hands, you don't want to count punches. And that was a very big challenge because most-
1: Khalil and Tommy explain that because they started out working with the Canadian Olympic boxing team, the process of refining their wearable technology took a while. They needed it to be precise in measuring punches and punches only. But finally, they got it right and it was then that they decided to take their product
2: to a bigger market.
6: Uh, target demographic is boxers and boxing gyms today.
2: No, it's it's actually wider than that. Um, right now, the target market when it comes to the users is actually women, between 25 and 40 years old. They're the big market when it comes to fitness.
7: It, it was a pivot
2: to go to the
1: gym model. It just makes a lot more sense for us. Rather than marketing to individual consumers or to teams like the Canadian boxing team, the new plan for hixo is to sell directly to gyms. This way, athletes taking classes like kickboxing and MMA can all use the wearables and keep track of their progress. The question is, how well does the technology actually work?
2: You guys want to see a demo? Yeah, yeah. I want to yes. show you a demo, too.
7: I'm dying. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you want to hold the phone? You'll for be working with Jake for Sarah the demo. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be so, your aspiring <laughs> partner. Show him that, too. Just take it
5: easy, not the face. It would have been Shield. Not though. the face. <laughs> this is the moneymaker right here. Yeah.
7: The sensors are in here. That He's holding the charging dog. Both sensors go within that charging dog. It, it doubles as a carrying case for you.
1: Tommy is showing the investors the sensor, which sits inside the wrap that goes underneath his boxing glove.
7: So punch harder, punch faster, punch more. You maximize that intensity score. So I throw a punch. How many punches am I at right now, Khalil? 13. 13. Fourteen. Right. Fifteen. Right.
1: Sixteen. Right. Seventeen. Tommy is throwing punches now, showing investors how the Hyxos sensor can pick up the speed, velocity, and type of each punch.
3: Right. Oh, velocity. So we need
4: more a little more velocity.
3: Right. Oh, a, Come on, a, man. I'm
4: retired. And Let's get it then. over twelve.
7: And oh, intensity oh, yeah. oh, through right. the road
4: oh, of okay. charts. See,
7: what the, the social the social pressure does. Imagine in a gym setting, right? Yeah. You're yeah. you on a TV. Oh, you're, right. getting off, you're off you're the right. charts. It pushes you to work. Pick it you're, up. You're talking pick it up, and the
4: intensity is dropping. You yeah,
6: need lot. So,
7: so imagine you're in a gym setting now, right? And individually, you have that social pressure. The other modes we have are super interesting <clears> too. So imagine you can take the gym now, right? And you split the class into two teams or four teams, right? Of equal size. And now you have team one, team two, team three, team four coming together to beat one another My or the-
4: You can tell you oh, by
7: team? The six o'clock class coming together <laughs> to beat the eight o'clock class because in a gym, so I spent a, a really long time in fitness myself, the holy grail in a gym is community. Yeah. Yes. You can, yes. yeah. If you can get that community feel yes. in your gym, strengthen those relationships, you drive retention through the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: As a rule, investors love seeing a live demo and they view it as kind of a first hurdle. If the founders can nail the demo, then they'll move on to the tough questions.
3: Could not any of the other Fitbit um, or the wearable uh, companies come out with this? Good question, I
7: mean, but it's extremely difficult. So what? So what the Fitbit does? It's a you know it's a pedometer, right? So if there's an event, it says there was an event. If there was any kind of movement, right? What yeah, but do, Apple's
3: also working on things. I mean, they're all. I'm not just saying Fitbit. Right. I'm saying wearables as general, in general, right. as category,
7: right? So, so what we do is full 3D motion tracking. The sensor knows its position in time and space
2: 1,000 times per second. Right?
3: right. But it can be done by any one right. of the
2: wearable anyway, companies. You know, honestly, right. when it comes That's to it, a yeah. Fitbit, the angle of the product is completely different. No. It's, no, but not. It does, Fitbit. It she used it as an example. Yeah. So right.
3: Fitbit is not an science. Let's say I started, science.
2: you know, Phil's uh,
4: boxing sensor company, yeah. and I and I. Did the same... Hire somebody, Tra- training,
3: training machine, engineer,
2: machine learning. What's proprietary? You know, what is pr- uh, proprietary is actually the algorithm. When it comes to the sports that are very dynamic, it is actually complex to be able to filter what is a relevant motion than a not relevant fo- uh, motion. It. It's hard to know if you know, there's not other brains out there who can, who can do that. Sure. Uh, we know HBO worked for two years on a similar product. Mm-hmm. Wasn't able to pull it off. Are you thinking of doing like a Peloton for boxing? Yes, exactly. At a certain point, we want to allow people, even at home, to connect with the people in the gym.
1: You might have seen the commercials for Peloton.
2: This is
5: what you woke up for. This is your Peloton.
1: It's a $1,200 stationary bike that comes with a big screen and you ride it in your home. They have a $50 monthly membership that lets you tune in to live classes.
4: To me, that makes a lot more sense than even having to go to the gym. I'll stay at home, like I do with my Peloton, and I'll go online and do yep. an interactive class or compete with other boxers. Yep, absolutely. So that's smart. I, I, I really like that idea because, uh, well, firstly, Peloton's killing it. Yeah. You know, and with your model, they don't have to buy expensive hardware. They have to buy sensors that are right. a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and they can get a great workout and still have that interactive... Training and you have leaderboards and the whole the whole thing yeah. so yeah. that's smart
7: and not just that But you know, I think the at-home fitness market has always been more geared towards women. It's been more, women have been more accepting just You know as an overall of the at-home fitness market. It's obviously a huge opportunity right now.
3: Do you know why? Uh, no, it's because Jane Fonda, right? Jane Farner really right. opened our eyes into yeah. basically taking responsibility. And that was Makes the first sense. ones. And then Cher and all the other ones followed up. But it was really introduced to women first. That's why. And then men were a little bit right. off-put on it. Well, that's too, you know, that's too girly and yeah. all of that. But now with all the... What is the
6: T- Tybo was, yeah, a, was another one as well. Right, yeah. For the record, I had a Jazzercise size party <laughs> when I was three, so I was I was into it. Did you
3: have a Jazzercise? size? Yeah. size. I, I can <laughs> see that. That's cool. my
6: opinion of well, you. It's changed dramatically yeah. now. Yeah, you we're know, yeah, yeah. little
4: here today.
1: While Howie might be the lone enthusiast for Jazzer size, all of the investors sound like they're getting kind of excited by the idea Phil brought up of Hixo as a product that you could use at home.
3: So how does this fit into that model? Because you don't have really the workouts, do you? you just It's just the device so right now. we don't provide the sensor. workouts
2: for now, right? Our f- yeah. Yeah. Our, f- our first focus right now is the
3: sensors.
2: Is, no, uh, it's actually going into those gyms, because um, that demand is there. Right. So we signed two LOIs, and one was actually with the fastest growing franchise in 2015 in the US. Which one? It's called Title Boxing Club. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
3: I know that.
2: The
1: thing Khalil is bringing up, LOI, or letter of intent, this is a smart move on Khalil's part. He's taking control of the conversation, moving investors into an early success story. Tidal Boxing Club recently signed a letter of intent, an LOI, basically saying that if Hixo builds the sensors and leaderboard app for the
2: gyms, they will buy it. They're expanding super fast right now. Uh, And they basically were looking into my zone, but they didn't like the fact that, you know, it was irrelevant for boxing. But now, you know, with our system, they can measure output, which means that they can rank all of their members and create links between all of their locations. Mm -hmm. So that creates a bigger sense of community with all of their members and you become part of the title boxing circuit. We recently signed in LOI with CKO Kickboxing
7: as well. I don't know if anybody's heard of them. Yes, They put out a press release, yesterday. Yeah. The COO just texted me today. He said the uh, reaction is, up. yeah, it's just off the, off the hook.
4: Is what do you think the value of that LOI is? $2
7: it, million. Yeah, that's
4: around
1: $2 million. Okay. LOIs worth $2 million is nothing to sniff at, though it's worth distinguishing that LOIs are not contracts. Still, they could turn into contracts if everything goes right for Hixo. The question on all the investors' minds now is, assuming this does work, How big could Hexel really get?
3: Do you think this is going to be a trend? Is this trend sensitive?
2: You know, it's hard to say. You know, I don't believe so. You know, um, spinning has not been a trend, although we started in...
3: Oh, it's trend now. It wasn't.
2: It wasn't, but it's constant now. Let's distinguish
4: between trend and fad. Right. Are you talking about a fad that's going to come and go, or are you talking about something that's, that's
3: actually? That's a really good question. I'm thinking more like a fad. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm, fad fades so quickly. Good. Yeah, like we didn't see. I mean, now Taibo was the you know was everything, and happen. now it's gone. So, I mean, everything comes and goes. Howie, into,
4: uh, what
6: about jazzercise? Is that yeah. gone? Well, uh, I do host some jazz jazzercise parties once a quarter at my house. And yeah. it's that. Yeah. Right. There But uh yeah. okay. So it's yes. more for nostalgic I purposes. I mean, I know
3: boxing's <laughs> down, yeah. but but boxing actually as a sport has also hit a low, not in terms of fitness, but, but in terms of But survived more
2: than, yeah. than 120 years already, right? In, of popularity. MMA is MMA more is. popular. MMA, MMA is exploding. Exactly. That's we picked up the slack more than anything. And then the way we see it when it comes to, you know, those fads, is we look at you know what happened with running, yeah. which was really got popularized in two thousand and five. Right. Saw the peak growth, everyone started running. Right. Two thousand and five, like people didn't run yeah. before. Yeah. And then you had all those uh, companies like yeah. Strava, uh, you know Runkeeper, that all suddenly came out. Right. And then you had the same thing in spinning in two thousand and twelve and two thousand and eleven, right. where they saw the peak growth, right. and then you had SoulCycle and Peloton. Right. And then in two thousand and fifteen. There's, like, multiple uh, analysts in fitness that are saying that combat sport is the new thing.
3: But right. I'm wondering, is it a new fad where this only has a little bit of, you know, it's going to peak similarly, and then...
2: If I would have the answer to that, yeah. honestly, that, yes. you know...
3: I'm just,
1: the conversation is moving in a direction that Khalil and Tommy aren't totally comfortable with, debating whether or not contact sports is a fad or a trend. So Khalil gently nudges investors towards something a bit more concrete. Past sales.
2: Basically, when we learned that the sales cycles were so long, that was actually last January, we decided to do a pre-order campaign. Uh, That was in March. And we sold, uh, in four months, we sold 2,500 units. It's $360,000. What'd you do it through? Directly on our website. Through our, your website, we, yeah. Okay. We didn't think our community lived on Kickstarter.
6: Mm-hmm. So you pre-sold this next generation product?
2: Yeah, that we're shipping in okay. 12 weeks now.
6: Okay. Uh, How many
2: did you show? 2,500 units. Yeah.
6: And it's just the sensor?
2: Just the sensor, the mobile app. The mobile That's direct app. to consumer. Okay. Um, and then in the meantime, we got all those discussions with those big gyms. So one LOI with Title Boxing Club, it's a $4 million LOI. And then what's. What's your cost to make a pair of sensors? $32
5: landed. $32 landed, okay. And it'll go down over time. In, I mean, in terms of hardware development, it's, it's basically just, it's done, right? They're yeah. making the product, like, yeah, yeah, final I designs mean,
6: are done.
2: Like, they already, we already pressed the green button with uh, Arrow. Arrow is our manufacturing partner, uh, and they finance the first production run.
6: So you didn't have to pay anything up front?
2: Exactly. They, they so covered that, all the costs? Yeah, exactly. So they, they, they offer a line of credit of $175K, mm-hmm. uh, but I like you guys are being kind of,
5: scrappy with the cash flow. You've got Aero doing the
2: development, yep. you pre-sold yep. units. Exactly. So total revenues, uh, how much? I'd say right now we're about like, um, you know, 405. 410. Yeah.
4: How much are you raising and on what terms?
2: 500K. Uh, and we raise under a safe cap at 4 million.
3: Oh, that's really good.
1: Hixo is valued at 4 million. And Khalil and Tommy are trying to raise a half a million dollars from investors to get their sensors perfected, shipped, and hopefully into gems.
2: How much of that has been committed so far? 175.
4: From whom?
2: Uh, so from, uh, you know, we have 100k that is from friends and family, uh, and the rest is from angels.
1: It's decision time. Have Khalil and Tommy talked up these LOIs enough to get investors on board with Hixo?
6: Here's Howie. I mean, thanks for the demo. That's like actually <laughs> rare. For us <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> to fun. see a working demo, yeah. um, you know, you guys built something that seemingly just works, which is awesome. And for this for this space, it's it seems like it is underserved, and it feels like you guys are are solving a problem. To me, I worry about like the like the total addressable market, like the yeah. TAM. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's a little too narrow, sure. so I'm gonna pass. Yeah, right, right, right. Phil. Yes, Julian.
5: Phil's, really?
3: Phil's taking okay. notes. I'll okay, go. Phil's taking
5: it. Apparently, Phil's undecided. Here's Jake. You know, I do box for fitness. I think it's an enormous amount of fun, and it is like the hardest workout like oh. you could possibly get. I mean, like Absolutely. on days when I feel motivated, like I want to puke at the end of it. And but like it's it's, it's in a good way. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's a fad, and maybe that's just because like I'm in it. Like I really enjoy it. I think. If I had these at my gym and I were doing it and like I showed someone an app, like other people would want the sensors. And I know that's not the market you're going for because you want sort of the gyms to buy it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it could work. Like, um, So I'm in. I think this deal is a real knockout.
4: Oh. Be- I,
5: was, I had that oh, one take- queued up. Did you I, you I queue totally that up? had that one ready. Oh. We're working on puns. We're really yeah, we're yeah. working on puns. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, so we're, I mean, we're a smaller fund, but like, I, I definitely want to be in. I think um, probably a 25K commitment from us. Um, I think there's a future here. I, I think you can become something like a Strava or a Peloton. Um, so.
4: Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. That. Wow.
5: So Jake's in for 25K. Let's
1: find out if Phil has made up his mind yet.
4: I got to tell you, I'm still on the fence. Um, I really like the idea of, of the Peloton model, mm-hmm. but that's not what you're targeting right now because what you're targeting makes a lot of sense, um, and, and, uh, but it also requires sell-through. Uh, and that's why you know for a sort of uh, early stage like this where it's pre-delivery of the product, there's there's so much more risk. Uh, if for some reason the members don't bite, then the thing falls apart. So, so let me ask you this: on the two big LOIs, mm-hmm. is the hardware component of those set in stone? Is
2: that guaranteed? It's not guaranteed since it's an LOI. You know, it's to be completely right. fair. But so you know, what
4: are the terms under which no. they? I mean, they can cancel at any time at this point. Yeah, it's
6: an LOI. It's well, an if LOI. it goes to contract, what is? What are the terms?
7: All the terms that are laid on the OOI, so... So why isn't it a contract? I mean... We're shipping in a month. The, yeah, but what, I mean, the you biggest have a doubt now. Those,
4: all of those customers is that it works, right? Yeah, well, that's my doubt, too.
1: If you've been paying attention to past pitches, you know Phil is our most cautious investor. He tries to nail down every single detail before he puts a cent behind a startup.
4: So you've shown them this demonstration you showed us. That's how we, yeah, that's how we... And they were like, wow, that's great. So they see that it works. So what do they concerned about, that it won't get up is on the TV inter- screen? That's, honest, that's an
7: honest, that's honest pushback that I've got. <laughs> that's what they're saying. <laughs> we see it gets on the
2: app. We're not sure you're going to get that information well, up on the they phone. Didn't up the on the exact, TV. Yeah, they didn't see the exact context with 15 people, for example, doing it at the same time. I, I
4: just want to understand, what's the timing for getting these LOIs to contract? Do you have to deliver the product first? Do they want to see it
2: actually? Yeah, I, th- I think those would actually be done, uh, you know, I'd say six weeks after first shipment. Yep. So I'd say within the next uh, four months and a half. Right. You know.
4: Uh, I'm, I'm going to pass for now. Uh, in four and a half months, if there are contracts, I'm in even you know, if, the, if it means a higher valuation at that point. Because at this stage, I really like what you're doing. Right. I really do. This is very tough for me. But I, I just feel like th- there's this big question mark there. Seed stage is maybe a little bit too early for you right now. Pre-shipping is a little early. Yeah. And this is, I'm trying to make an exception here, but.
3: (laughs) I don't think they would have manufactured all these if they didn't really feel confident that these LOIs are going to turn into contracts. I don't
4: doubt that they feel confident. Yeah.
3: Okay, can I just say one thing? I I just want to just address one of your concerns. I think they're doing it the right way Mm -hmm. where they have the gym marketing dollars behind them and the adoption will be in the gym and then they can expand it into at home. So I think at a $4 million valuation, I'm not trying to convince you, but I would think that going direct to consumers is probably not the best way to go, and I'll tell you why, because the reason why Um, this in-home spinning has done so well is because of SoulCycle and all the other gyms that launched SoulCycle, so people started to be introduced through the gyms and through these Mm -hmm. franchises. And then it enabled companies to come in and start the home, okay? And so that said, okay, I'm gonna pass and I'll tell you why, and it has nothing to do with me not being completely excited about this. Mm at all, it's because I don't I don't invest into devices. I don't do wearables or anything like that. I don't know anything really about this. And so I never invest in something I don't know anything about. Yeah. Um, but I do know about boxing and I do know enough that this is a very hot space and I, I am positive I think that this is a huge opportunity for everybody and good for you for taking this because um, you're going to be laughing at all of us. Uh, I think what you're doing is amazing. You Yes. Yeah, in, in, in size. In size. I, I, to- I absolutely see this. So um, thank you so much. And I think your raise will be pretty easy at this valuation and with this incredible
6: product. Thank so you. wait, yeah. Phil, are you still passing or did... Um-
3: Fill your Jillian moron.
6: convince you to go I have go to in. tell you,
3: and I never say that, but- Did you, you just call
6: t- me a moron?
3: Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of the smartest the men, and I can't believe it. And you also do your own, you understand this market. And I see such huge opportunity here, it's killing me. And of all the people, I would think you'd be able to scoop up money for this.
4: Wow. Julian, you love the deal. Why don't I you
3: make an exception? <laughs> it's all. it would be up.
7: such a pleasure. I really <laughs> like your vibe, yeah. no, especially
2: with. Let, let me just say, we
7: could we can awesome. do the whole round. Can we can let them do this to me. So here's we thing. can
4: get them. We can get the valuation. The valuation
7: is already four. Right. I, mean, that's I think like we do
4: little, a three, $3 million a dollar valuation, and we do the whole thing. Was, Phil. Three million, we do the
6: whole thing. I can't, Julian. It
3: it's not your money. My money.
6: Phil, you shouldn't need Jill- Jillian to go into this deal to go into a deal. I know.
3: Okay. So you're
6: out? You're passing?
3: I, I, you're done? I'm... Passing. <gasps> oh.
7: Hmm. That's, that's such a shame. You know business, though, very well.
3: Yeah, but he knows it ten business. times better and he knows the space. So I if he don't. comes
7: in, would you be in with him?
3: Uh-huh. That
7: way he gets What's the-
3: this, like the Trump-Hillary thing? <laughs> what, you show your emails, he'll share his tax returns.
7: What do you want to do on,
4: on the on the cap? What do you propose? Three million. I'll do two fifty. K? No, two hundred and fifty dollars.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take take out the wallet. Take out the wallet. I got it here
4: for you. I'll close today. I can close now I got at $250. Cash, cash the K I would have to wait a little bit, but the two fifty I can close today.
1: <laughs> so Phil is offering to come in for a quarter of a million dollars if Khalil and Tommy will drop the valuation of their company from four million to three million.
4: Jake yeah, can ride yeah. along at the 3 million. So you get, what'd you? Generous, generous. How much did you come in at? 25K. Okay, so you'd get 275 at 3. At 3. And then oh, Jillian mean. would come in for I think she would dollars I think she would do something. Because
5: that makes it an even 300000 on a 3 million car.
3: Jillian's going to be at 25.
7: There, you got 300000 Three. at, 300 at 3 million. 3 million. Jesus at 3 million. It is so, so much though. Okay, um, what do you think? Do uh, you want to phone a friend? Let's <laughs> do it.
4: Phone yeah, a friend? Let's do it. Let's do it.
7: We're doing it. Are you phoning a friend
5: or are we shaking on Thanks for coming right. in. <laughs> yeah, thanks for at four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at four.
6: Yours is at four. I'll still Can shake your guys' hands. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah, thank oh, you. we gonna
5: lose out on this one.
4: You, you did a great job. Everyone
1: shakes hands and the founders head home with $300,000 in commitments from investors. All it took was some serious strong-arming by Phil to get the founders to drop the price of their company to three million and convince Jillian to ride along. Now that's some smooth talking. After the break, we'll catch up with Khalil to find out what's happened with Hyxo in the years since his original pitch.
0: This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company, it's their whole life. And State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies that fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: Welcome back to the show. So after the pitch, Phil and Jillian's investments, they fell through. Phil wanted to go in, but Khalil ended up getting into an accelerator, and that delayed his raise. So he put Phil on the back burner, and then that investment never actually came together. As for Jillian, she ultimately decided she didn't know enough about the space to go in on Hixo. But Jake's investment came through. In fact, it ended up growing from 25 k to 125 k and in the three years since Khalil and Tommy walked out of the pitch room, Hixo has changed a lot. So I recently talked to Khalil to hear what happened next. He picked up the story where we left off
2: in the spring of 2017. And then what ended up happening is uh, we had some of these trials and pilots in three different um, you know gym franchises. So we had it in title boxing club. We had it in uh, UFC gyms. And then we had it in a bunch of independent gyms as well. And like, how did it go? The users loved it. We had 50 locations that were using the new user interface. Um, we had a lot of like, um, you know, gym owners who were actually putting pressure on the corporate side of, you know, these big franchises to try to get the product adopted faster. Uh-huh. And then we're starting to negotiate all sorts of deals that will be like a you know, nationwide expansion, And then basically the the deal starts to materialize. So it's going well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what happened is that at the same time that this happens, uh, there's a new opportunity that opens up. Home fitness in itself is like blowing up. Peloton is coming out with the big news of, you know, raising and being uh, a a billion dollar company. Mm -hmm. It's taking the gyms by storm. A lot of the gyms are now kind of like reacting to that news and to just in general, the the way the market is changing so rapidly. The gyms were like, hey, we want some of that in-home workout action. So the tables turned and this time the gyms had a proposal for Khalil. Like actually the gyms themselves were the ones that actually started asking us the possibility to do a home fitness app, leveraging our technology to make the workouts interactive. The only thing is by then we dealt with them for a few, like, you know, probably about a year and we're coming to the conclusion that they're going to take forever to to actually make it happen. Yeah. So um, do you remember the moment
1: when you realized or like things finally came to a head and you said like, okay, this isn't going to work out. We're going to have to find something else to do other than sell the gyms.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like um, I remember that meeting very well because, you know, Like I I called it, (laughs) it was a summer day. We were at the office uh, Mm -hmm. and we were the whole co-founding team together. And we're like, here's the thing. This new opportunity is so much bigger. And it was to create uh, a home fitness solution that would be completely integrated uh, from, you know, from all the way from the content to the data, to the challenges and the gamified features we would be able to create.
1: And that's when they started thinking about what it would take to go from their gym product to this massive at-home workout system that they wanted to build. And what they realized is that no one on Khalil's six-member team had any experience creating content, especially interactive videos for home workouts. But when you're a scrappy little startup, sometimes all it takes is one person to lead the charge.
2: And and Tommy was like, man, I have connections to some of the best trainers we can find in LA and we'll get the best workout these people have ever seen. Like, you know, like he's been training people his whole life. So he was very convincing that we could get, like this could actually be even a selling point in terms of the quality of the programming.
1: Then what do do they say in in response? Like, did they
2: decide like, yeah, we're ready for this challenge? We were like, man, you know, we're already like, struggling, you know, bandwidth wise and we're six and now suddenly we're adding this whole new layer. It was pretty scary, but you know, at some point it was like a a moment where we were looking at each other's eyes, like what type of company are we really trying to build here? like, are we trying to just be like an accessory type company that Mm. just serves some, or are we trying to really move the needle and create something that nobody else has done before?
1: So like, you have this meeting with your team where you guys kind of come to this consensus, like we're gonna we're gonna build content and live classes around boxing for
2: in-home use. And then like, you guys meet the next day. Yeah, and you know, like everyone was like pretty, uh, was like, hey, as long as we all know we're, what we're getting into, this is the plan. And like, we designed the timeline as, you know, they would give me a certain amount of time to raise the money, to see if I can raise the money, and then only if I can raise the money, then we're changing gear. But wow. if we, if, you know, when we're changing gear, we're changing gear like solid. So
1: you gave yourself an ultimatum or the team gave you an ultimatum. How much time did you give yourself?
2: Um, I, I think the time that at the time was four months. Um, to raise how much? We, we wanted to raise minimum 750 grand. Okay. So we ended up closing nine hundred in three months instead. Hey. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it went pretty well, so. So did you, then what, so like you go back to the team and you're like, I raised this money, let's do this. Then I came back, we have money in the bank, everyone drops what they're doing on Hickso. The first thing we do is a branding session. Tommy said, yeah, I, th- I really think we should call it Fight Camp. I think that's the best name brand. We're gonna get away from all the branding problems we had with Hickso, uh, which was a lot, um, <laughs> wait, just wait, given wait. how. What? What branding problems did you have with Ixo? Oh man, like people like not knowing how to spell it, people <laughs> not knowing how to say it. You know, we had all sorts, of, Hisco, Hisoco. Yeah, it was a pretty bad name. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, we, we, <laughs> and I say what, that as what, someone who thinks yeah. Fight Camp is a fantastic
7: name, <laughs> yes. much better.
2: Thank you for the compliment. Then what
1: happens next?
2: Um, a shit show. <laughs> in, in the good sense yeah we wait wait how is a shit show a good thing <laughs> yeah are we i mean you know it was just like the amount of important decision made on one day and then like every day was just like you know putting out fires and debates and and, and arguments but all for the better you know and we were like okay as of now we're meeting every morning uh, at, at 9 30 and we're re re, which is, which was early for us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and we had the, the overall plan was to first know how to sell it. Then we would look for signups and then we would build a, a a Kickstarter, uh, campaign. We wanted to test the product traction that way, because like there was no point in building anything if we couldn't get any traction on the way we would sell it. So Hixo, now Fight Camp, has committed to making this
1: major pivot and turning from primarily a hardware company that partners with gyms to a full-fledged at-home fitness company. They've got almost a million in the bank, but before they dive into actually making the thing, they want to test to see if people actually want it. So they buy some ads, collect about 7,000 emails, and then they do a test to see, of those email addresses, how many people would actually
2: pay for Fight Camp. And how did that go? So we had like a much lower conversion rate than we expected. How low? Yeah. I think we tested it with like a thousand people out of the 7,000 emails we had. Uh-huh. And I think we had like, you know, like three or four conversions, like very little, Ooh, right? Yeah. Um, not,
1: that's not enough to launch a Kickstarter on. Absolutely not. So the Kickstarter test
2: you guys did didn't work. No. And then we started talking to more users and we realized that a lot of people really wanted to see the workouts and how they, 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 they look before they would actually commit to anything. So then you're up against the ropes. What do you do? Yep. So we build workouts. We actually build the whole thing. So, you know, at that point it's like, anything goes, we're like, we're like, you know, at war and everyone is like part of this secret force Delta team that there's no roles. (laughs) just add value, you know? So like someone needs to go and talk to a customer, you do that, whoever that is. We were doing all sorts of stuff. Like we were- Some some of us were like, yeah, some of us were filming and editing a video themselves with very little editing background, you know, uh, other people would, um, you know, like talk to customers because we were trying to keep things cheap and fast. So the best way was to just build everything ourselves. Um, Someone has, taken one photography course one day he's now suddenly <laughs> making all the photos for the for, for the website you took you know? a photography class in high school right yeah exactly. you're, you're on it you, you take the camera yeah it's just like grab a tool and you know help you know it's like you were building a whole new company absolutely yeah it definitely felt like that
1: after a couple months of this mad dash to create the videos the moment of truth arrives The first six boxing videos are ready to launch, and they're pretty much just videos, more Jane Fonda than Peloton. Users would just watch and follow along on their own, nothing interactive, no leaderboards to compare yourself with other users. It's what they call in tech, the minimum viable product. And they decided not to charge people yet, but they still asked them to sign up and give their credit cards so he could be sure that
2: this time the customers were ready to buy one day you're, you're getting five signups and it's a huge story. And then another day you're getting 15. And then like at some point you're getting 20 and you're like, oh my God, like and these are all people signing up for our solution. And then every morning it's like, our eyes are like lightening up because if you think of the way we were pricing the gym product, it was $50 per gym location per month. But like we're charging $39 a month. For one. For one person. Like, it's like we just got, by th- By then we had like 300 people commit to, to a sign up. It's like we had, you know, 220 gyms. Oh, wow. Just like that. All in one month. So like, we were like, that's it. Is that the point when you knew that you had something? Yeah, for sure. You know, we were like, you know, like the whole business made a lot more sense, you know, So how did, what was the like big plan? Like, did you have a timeline where you're like, we're
1: gonna work on content for the next six months and we're gonna launch with a hundred videos, 200 videos or or like while we're building out the technology, like what was the plan?
2: Yeah, so by the end of December, uh, we're like, okay, let's build the interactive portion of the app now. Yes. The Fight Camp team was on to the next round. Ding, ding, ding.
1: Khalil and his posse got to work filming more classes and building the technology to make the app more like Peloton, where you can see how you're measuring up with other people in Fight Camp worldwide. And by early 2018, they were ready to make some
2: actual money. And on March 16th, that's the day that we start uh, charging people. And that was a huge day, because like, we all had bets going. Some people thought you know, 20 people would still stay and buy, because we were looking at- You guys were at-
1: taking bets in the office as to how many customers would actually pay for
2: the product? Yeah, we always do that. Every time that we, we launch a new initiative, we always have bets about it. Okay, so what was your bet? My bet was that, um, was that we get more than 50, right? Because you're building the product on such a scrappy basis that you get to see all the behind of it, right? So like usually, I mean, I, you know, not all the time, but usually you're always more pessimistic than it's going to be because you're like, oh, you know, no way somebody's going to pay for that. You know, like no way. But you get to see really all the weaknesses, but really what you don't realize is um, if you're doing something new and innovative, usually it's because you're doing something that wasn't there before. And for these people, like they don't care that it's perfect at all. They just want to get the general value that you know you're proposing as a product, so.
1: So how many people signed up on day one?
2: Yeah, 108. Oh, wow you know, 108 people paying $39 a month uh, on a regular basis. That was a huge deal. That like almost equated the amount of gyms that we had that were paying a subscription. Yeah, that's 4,000, that's $4,300 a month. Right, from one day and and then, you know, we're opening uh, the floodgates of marketing and budget and we're advertising a lot more because we now know that people are ready to pay for it. Um, And then we're trying to improve the product nonstop from there.
1: Improving the product nonstop meant one final big change. Fight Camp decided to truly be an all-inclusive home fitness solution. They start selling a package that includes a heavy bag, the boxing gloves, and of course, the sensors. Remember those, the little piece of hardware that they pitched on our show three years ago? All that, plus 40 bucks a month subscription for the content. And Khalil is still getting the hang of juggling all these elements of the
2: new business. We've never built a content business before um, and it complexifies the product a lot. Now you're having hardware, you have software, and obviously this comes with like a whole set of equipment that you would get in your home, right? So it's almost like you have your little gym, like station. The full package. Exactly.
1: So you can go from non-boxer to boxer, just like that. Exactly. And how much does that cost?
2: It's $1,000, $95 and you get everything uh, that you need. That's expensive. That's a lot of money. Yep. Yeah, it is. And, and
1: what are you seeing now? Like, is that, is, do you think you've landed on your final product?
2: Like, is it, is this it? Is this the, is this the holy grail of, um, in-home boxing? Yeah. I mean, like the results have been amazing on multiple fronts, but the first thing is overall, we get just more satisfied customers. What it allows us to do is you know, grow a lot faster because the margin that we make on the equipment goes into growth right away, right? So like we're able to advertise aggressively to grow fast within this, this customer segment.
1: How many customers do you have now?
2: Upward of uh, 2,500 right now.
1: That is how much in revenue per
2: month? So in subscription, we're making more than 100,000 a month. Wow. And um, then in hardware, we make upward of 300000 Phil Nadell, did you hear that? <laughs> you should knock on Phil's door again. Of course, you're probably not raising now. <laughs> no, I mean, like it's a, again, it's a, we're in a lucky position where, you know, we kind of self-fund our growth right now.
1: That is a big shift between that that you just described and your business up to this, like the business that you pitched on
2: our show. Yep. Yeah. A hell of a ride. (laughs) Sounds like it.
1: You know, this is really one of my favorite stories from the early days of the pitch. We actually spoke to Jake Chapman, the investor who put in 125k in the company, and he's quite pleased with where the company is now. He even told me that if Fight Camp were still raising, he'd try to invest even more money in the company. And it just goes to show what's possible when a savvy founder keeps their ears and eyes open, their hands up, they keep throwing jabs while looking for opportunities to throw a one-two knockout punch. We are actually taking the next couple weeks off and working on upcoming episodes we will be back with a new one on May 8th. And we have something else that's special for you on May 8th. This is something we've never done before. We're currently looking for startup founders to appear on the next season of The Pitch. So we're going to open up the phone lines and take your pitches. That's right, on May 8th from 1 to 3 p.m. East Coast time, you can call and give us your very best one minute pitch. Short and sweet, we'll tell you what we think and you might just get a shot to pitch on the show. The number is 347-915-3123. Give us a call between 1 and 3 p.m. Eastern on May 8th. Our show is hosted by me, Josh Muccio, produced by Kareem Maddox, Molly Donahue, and Heather Rogers. We are edited by Blythe Terrell, with editing help on this episode from Devin Taylor. Special thanks to Colleen Pellisier and Alison Barringer for producing the original pitch in this episode. Original compositions were from Breakmaster Cylinder, Bobby Lord, Haley Shaw, Billy Libby, and The MuseMaker. We were mixed by Enoch Kim. Lisa Muccio planned the recording of this pitch. And this is our disclaimer, no offer to invest is being made to or solicited from the listening audience on today's show. You can find more episodes of our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We'll be back with a new episode on May 8th. See you then.
0: This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.